Live from London, this is The Breakfast Show with James Clark on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning, it's 2022 and it is time for the first Wednesday morning breakfast show of the year. So excited. Now I know lots of us are getting ready for our first day back to students, or perhaps we went back yesterday. Whatever the case, I'm here with an incredible lineup to give you some sort of staff term inspiration for all you arts teachers out there. So once again, it's time to tune in and talk it out. Live from London, this is The Breakfast Show with James Clark on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash TT Radio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Good morning, it's that time again. And as it's a new year, I thought, why not have a new introduction music? So here we go. What is your start opportunity most looking forward to? Uh, and we're particularly focusing on arts-based uh, teachers today. So art teachers, drama teacher, music teachers, all of those. But of course, anybody is welcome to ch- chip in and join us and let us know what you're getting up to. Apologies for the, the slightly <laughs> uh, five-minute late start. The main reason was because um, I basically lost my headphones. Well... This is what happens when you leave stuff on your desk at school and it's your first day back and then you forget that they will clean and tidy everything. So things are put in random different places and I've just got piles of papers on my desk. Now normally um, I have the really bad reputation of having possibly the most untidiest desk ever. Um, But in my head, it's really organised. Like I know exactly where everything is. So I come back in and I've just got, obviously, the, the cleaners being super helpful and amazing as they are. But they've just taken all the piles of scripts that I had kind of dotted around and bits of bobs and just put it in one big pile. So I'm kind of looking at my desk going, I have no idea where anything is. But there we go. We are here. That's, that's fine. We're, we're starting. 
Um, so welcome, good morning everybody and welcome to the Wednesday Body Breakfast Show with me, James Clark. Really great to already see so many people joining us live um, from across uh, some names I recognise across Twitter and some new people as well. So welcome if you are joining us. Uh, feel free to get involved in the conversation today and you could do that very easily by typing live into the chat. Um, so you can see there, please input any messages you like. Or of course, get involved on Twitter. Make sure you're following us at TT Radio 2022 now. Um, or you can follow myself at J-A-M-C-L-A-R 96, where you will see on there um, the post and question that I asked everybody. And we've had some absolutely great responses to this. So the question was, uh, what schemes of work will you be teaching this term? Uh, what unit are you most looking forward to? And is anybody working on their school show. Um, what are people doing? And we've had loads of responses to this. Now I am gonna go through as many as I possibly can throughout today. So we will be uh, going in between our guests with that. But I do also have an absolutely fabulous lineup as well, which I'm really, really excited for. So if you don't know who's coming up, I can let you know now as I quickly go grab my phone. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Danny, who's gonna be joining us very shortly. In fact, I think Danny is there waiting to come in. So I'm gonna let Danny in shortly. He's from um, Abu, da Abu Dhabi. I'm gonna get that wrong, let me double check. I feel like, yes, yes it is, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Yes, I did get it right. So uh, I can't remember if it was Dubai or Abu Dhabi. So from Abu Dhabi, which is very exciting to have an international um, joining us today, um, teaching and kind of sharing their experiences of what they're getting up to. Um, perhaps we can all take some ideas from there as well. And then we also have joining uh, Ryan uh, later on today, who's head of performing arts. Uh, we were also going to have Charlie joining us, but unfortunately her little one, um, Charlie's the head of dance, uh, her little one has... I think got COVID um, and so is not feeling very well at, uh, this morning, completely understandable. Uh, so don't worry, we'll hopefully have Charlie back on a future show as well. I though am going to stop talking because I feel like I've done a lot of that already this morning and I'm going to bring in very shortly my first guest and that is the wonderful uh, Danny, or as she is known on Twitter at Teach Drama Danny, who is Welsh, uh, but also a head of drama. I I point out the Welsh bit only because I'm literally reading the Twitter bio. That's the only reason I've said that. So Welsh head of drama, and in the working in Al Ain Ali Al. I, I'm dyslexic, so I've probably got that pronunciation horribly wrong. So I'm sure Danny will correct me. Um, UAE. So I'm going to invite Danny into the call. While we do that, let's have a little bit more of this introduction music. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'm going to roll with it for today. It might change next week. Who knows? Good morning, Danny. Are you there? Hello, I am. Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, James? Yeah, all doing well. I'm a little bit, um, a little bit tired this morning. It's my first kind of day back. Um, yeah, thank you, Nathan, who's just put a bit of Mario Kart vibes. So that's what we're going for. Um, but how are you? I mean, what time is it where you are, firstly? Uh, it is just about to be quarter past 11 in the morning, so I'm four hours ahead of you, I believe. 
seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, I'm doing my quick maths. Yes, absolutely. So you've been up quite a while then already. Yeah, I have. And we've been back in work now. This is day three. Um, but there's been a slight change in the UAE. We used to teach Sunday to Thursday, but they shifted all of that. And now we're back to Monday, Friday. So to say I'm confused what day it is would be an understatement. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, let's just start with a quick kind of introduction to yourself, a little bit about your role and your journey into education and kind of your life story, as I call it, in brief. So I'm going to hand it right over to you with that one. Um, okay, in brief. So I graduated as a secondary drama teacher in 2011, and that was in uh, Wales, actually. And then since I flew out, actually, on uh, Valentine's Day 2012 to South Korea, where I started teaching English. And then I moved to Oman and was teaching. And now I'm in the UAE and have been for seven years. And I'm currently wow. head of drama. Oh, amazing. And I mean, what is it about, so I guess the question is like, why did you choose to go international with your teaching? I've had lots of friends that have done it, and I mean, I can see why, why they've done it in some ways. Um, but why for you did you decide to kind of go at you? Do you know what? I'm going to go to South Korea. I'm going to go to UAE and all of that. Um, I think, really, I had an experience where I was getting lots of interviews before I'd even graduated. Um, and mm. all the feedback was, you need more experience, you need more experience. And I was like, well, yes, I understand that. Um, so for me, I just, I kind of just gave up looking in the UK. I wasn't, it's quite, it sounds ridiculous now, I wasn't too keen to move too far from Wales, which is mm -hmm. insane because I moved to South Korea. But, um, so yeah, and I just just started looking internationally. It wasn't anything in particular that really made me do that. It was more of, well, if I'm gonna have a huge change, I might as well just jump country. Well, why not? I mean, do, I, I'm, I'm jealous because I'm sure you're gonna tell me, if I ask you now, what, what's the temperature where you are? What, what are you uh, dealing with at the moment? See, you're not gonna be jealous. For the first time ever, we've had about four days of complete rain. Um, it's what Ooh. I would call cold. Um, dark, a little bit miserable, if that makes you feel any better. And it's true. Oh, it makes me feel so much better. Thank you. That's it. I don't feel jealous anymore. Um, but let's have a look at the first question, which I ask everybody always, which is dream breakfast. What would be your dream breakfast? It's Wednesday morning. Um, you know, what would you go for if you could have anything in the world? Um, I think probably just brown bread with poached eggs and avocado. I'm obsessed with avocado and I eat eggs probably every day, I'd say. Oh, I like, do you know what? I do like that. And I actually saw, I was, couldn't get, wake, couldn't get, wake up, couldn't get to bed, whichever one it is. Couldn't uh, get out of bed this morning and I was lying on TikTok and uh, that actually came up on my TikTok, which was a lovely kind of poached egg with it being really runny on bread with uh, avocado. It looked amazing. Um, but enough about food. How are you feeling about this term um, and kind of how has the start of it been for you so far? Um, well, it was announced that we were going back to distance learning um, probably about a week ago now because the cases are rising in the UAE. I mean, uh, they 
in Abu Dhabi in particular, not so much in Dubai, there's quite different rules. They, they're pretty strict on that. So they went straight back to distance learning for this week and next week. So, you know, I said this on my Twitter, actually. On one hand, I'm delighted. It keeps us safe. It keeps us healthy. And I do have a young baby at home as well. So the less people I'm in contact with right now, probably the better. Um, but on the other hand, teaching drama online. It, um, mm, <laughs> yes. I think I'll just leave that there. It's, dif it's difficult, you know, and not having much time to really fully adapt because we had the full first term face-to-face. -face. Was, it was just so wonderful to be back in the classroom, to be doing practical work, to see even the excitement from the children being back doing that as well to then having to not even a full week to change, you know, not, not necessarily changing the topics, but definitely the way that we approach them has to be changed because we're now and that's so difficult. I mean, I remember when, and I thought we were going to, you know, well, I thought we were going to go back to remote learning back in the UK, and, and we haven't, although today, because we're doing testing and we've got to get all the kids tested on site, um, and that is my role for the next two days, is being a tester. Um, but we have got to set kind of work at the moment for some students back home who are doing remote learning before they come in for their testing. And it is so difficult with drama. And I... I didn't mind it at the start and I could come up with some ideas and some storytelling or vocal work or things, but then it became really, really difficult. So I guess the question to you there is what do you set? Like, what are you setting or what's been a bit of work that you have set online for drama that you've gone actually, oh, do you know what? That was really good. That worked really well. Or are you just sitting there thinking nothing's worked ever? Uh no, not, definitely not the last part at all. I think we had a conversation about this back in the summer, actually, um, with regards to, you know, what are the positives that have come out of it? And I definitely think last year our team realised there was so much online that we could access, such as plays, um, live theatre, etc. So we ran with that. And it's not a topic we did other than year nine before. But now in year seven and eight, we do a live theatre review because not only is that easy to do online it's also teaching them something that fundamentally will always help them in the future um and in year seven and eight that doesn't mean they have to do a written evaluation it's a verbal presentation so they're still using those skills that they would be with other subjects um also in other topics they'd be doing in drama face to face but they're just doing it in a way so it's it's a little bit more I don't know, I guess you could say it's a little bit more cross-curricular, isn't it? They can see exactly where those skills are going to help them in other subjects as well. So for me, it's been using our creativity to really think, okay, well, what has worked online? And then even being able to implement that in the classroom when we're face-to-face. -face. And I think that that's so true. And I think I know that when well, even now, but particularly during that first lockdown, the amount of amazing performances that were available from National Theatre and, and lots of other theatres, you know, bringing up their archives, everything like that, was amazing. Um, what performance then um, were, has worked really well for your students? Like looking at online theatre and reviews, what is one of your favourite plays to go to? Um, Treasure Island. How fun is that one? Mm. Uh, and it's got, it's got some of the music in there as well. And I think it's completely age appropriate. Like the thing that, an, another thing that makes it slightly more difficult for us here in this country is we do have to be really culturally sensitive. We have to be aware of what's appropriate or not to show the pupils of any age, not just that key stage three. So even at year 10 
11 and further up, um, at least particularly in the area and the school that I work in, we just have to be much more aware of that. Yes, we're British curriculum, but we have to understand that we are living in someone else's culture. So that's another thing that we always have to think about, which I wouldn't have necessarily thought so much about if I was back at home or if I was in a different country. Um, but Treasure Island, the pupils have loved that. It's great fun. And the one that we're planning on doing this year is the National Theatre Peter Pan. Which is also another really fun kind of great. It, it's what I like about those, and particularly some of my students I found is it's really visual. And I think that really helps because they can look at it and it's straight away engaging, uh, particularly online, because some of the performances that we watched online I use an example such as, I'm trying to think, like Frankenstein we used um, online, it was National Theatre, and it's a really great production, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but actually, it was quite hard for some of our students to engage with it, because I think it also needed to be one of those performances that you were in the theatre watching, as opposed to watching back on screen. It's, it's not always the same, is it? No, I do completely agree, and I think... We also have the, some of the language barrier here as well. So I think you've hit the nail on the head there. The fact that something like Peter Pan or Treasure Island is so visual for them and they can see so much happening, they can comment on those sorts of things as well. They don't have to look at the subtleties, especially in those younger years. It, you know, It's just trying to get them to engage with theatre. I think that's, for me, one of the most important things from our subject that isn't always accessible to the younger pupils. I mean, the, we can go to Dubai Opera House, for example, but not only does it cost a fortune, but what they show might not be appropriate for that age group. So at least having that online access, um, and we're very fortunate, we, we do have a membership um, with Drama Online as well. So we do have that open to us. But again, it's it's making sure that they just know what, what to see in their own performances and what that can look like from a professional company. Now we've got quite a few uh, people tuning in, listening live, and I know lots of people will be listening back as well, as always with these shows, which you can find um, on our website, ttradio.org, or you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those wonderful things. Um, but there are lots of people live, and I'm going to ask you this question, but I'm also going to ask anybody who's able to, and obviously not driving, um, to put into the chat, what are the three main things you love about your subject? Now, I know we're focusing on drama and arts with myself and Danny here, but anybody can comment about the subject that they teach. Um, so, Danny, I'll start with you, and, and hopefully people will use the chat to share their views, but what are the three main things you love about your subject, which is... I know quite a difficult question, particularly for anybody that's a drama artsy person, because we're not very good at not saying much and, and condensing it down. I'm the worst for that. But what would you say are those three points that you absolutely love about your subject? Um, I'm just glad you asked me this question in advance because I actually had time to think because um, you're completely correct. It, it, I think the three things that I would actually choose are probably very they could be relevant to any subject really but the first thing would probably be collaboration i see a lot of that in drama and i definitely think it it is something that you know you can use in any subject i needn't go on i don't think about that one um the next one would definitely be creativity and by that 
I know it's a wonderful thing about our subject for the pupils to do and to come up with their own ideas and to lead with each other. I actually think they inspire my creativity as well. Um, a lot of the time they'll say or do something and it'll make me go, I, I never thought of that. How, how wonderful. And I can also run with that myself then. Um, and lastly is definitely, I think from our subject is it teaches so many life skills that I don't know if they're really um, focused on enough that actually some of the things that employers will look for is being able to communicate, being able to use teamwork, being confident, being able to talk in front of a group of people. And that's employers for any career. And yet they're things that we tend to teach. But I think it's about trying to make that really clear and obvious to the children as well, that it's not just fun and games, however much it is. That's not the core part. And it's really interesting that you say about, you know, inspiring, they inspire you, because I, I know we've had a previous uh, guest that said a very, very similar thing about actually what they love about it is, you know, they'll do things or students will say things or create things that make us go, oh, wow, yeah, actually, I, I do I do believe in that. Or that's what you said. It's, it's really kind of personally touched me in that, in that way. And I'm looking here at a quote, uh, comments that Drama Matters has put, Tracy's put there, enabling students to explore and think at creativity and challenging the status quo. Yes, I think we're very good in, in any but arts-based subject at really kind of challenging what's happening in the world and kind of having those really open conversations. And I love that with the devising work that students do and they say and do things and I'm like, wow, like if only everybody in the world had these ideas of views would be in a very different place. But looking at kind of this example here from Drama Matters, which is a, a really fantastic group um, that was set up. I don't know if it was set up during lockdown or not, but that's when I found it was during lockdown. Um, how important has, uh, it's just made me think, how important has online communities been for you if at all, during the lockdown period and COVID, particularly in often subjects like ours, where it might be one or two uh, people in a department. Did you use those kind of outlets to reach out to people? Yeah, well, I only created my um, edgy Twitter during the lockdown, actually. I, um, my good friend, Kate Jones, obviously she shares a lot of stuff for education and stuff like that mm. so for me she was one of my inspirations to get onto edu twitter see what was out there and again i am from a tiny department although i'm head of department i've only got one other in in this school with me so yes we collaborate and we get on really well but sometimes we're both like okay we need inspiration from elsewhere um so it's great to be able to be on those platforms and i follow drama matters and um i've done some uh, the, te the teacher meet icons this um, very recently as well. So it's great just to hear what other people are doing and even just your post recently about what you're planning. And I always am very open to not only hearing what other people are doing, but sharing my own planning as well. Because I think, again, that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from for me is other people and seeing what they're doing and knowing what their situations are as well. Uh, and apologies there, Tracy, running for six years. I only found drama matters uh, during lockdown. Um, and I know lots of people had, and I, I posted on my private Facebook yesterday, this is what drama does. Yeah, and it's very true. I, it's really uh, unique, I think, about drama and art subjects, about how open, particularly in drama, because that's the experience I've got, of how open 
people are with sharing ideas. And I don't think that happens in kind of lots of other subjects. But as we're on this topic, talk me through then, what are your plans for this term? And what would your plans would have been perhaps as well if you weren't going online? So a bit of both there, what are you doing now? But also what would have you been studying if it wasn't for the fact you were now going online? Yeah, so uh, we decided to keep our topics the same. So in key stage three, so year seven, we're doing storytelling. I saw a couple of people mentioned on your post about um, Darkwood Manor. We yeah. are using yeah. that. We slightly adapted it because I once did a little snippet from uh, that planning with my year seven class and almost all of them cried. They were terrified. So I was like, maybe slightly adapt that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and so normally in class we'd be exploring that much more practically, but now we spend more time on, you know, how to tell a story from the beginning to the middle to the end, keeping it quite basic, but making sure that they're collaborating on an idea before they then put it into um, a practical performance. Um, and ideally what we would then do if we were still online is we'd probably get them to do reactions to something so we can look at them doing that practically but it would be something they could do individually rather than because I can't in my head I can't think how on earth I would get them to do group work for practical stuff if they're online I that's one thing if anyone's got any advice I am very open to hearing it because I can't yeah I can't figure out how to do any group work practically um and then year eight we do silver screen so we call it so we look at the start of cinema and they create their own black and white movies, which is super fun when we're doing that in school. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't quite thought about the end, I'm terrible, the end result of this one online yet. Um, I think it's gonna be seeing what the pupils are able to achieve about what they've learned. And we did moving pictures, so where they took individual still images and then they were swiping through their phones to see how the pictures moved. But where that's going, I'm going to be frank. I think I'm just going to try and move with the times and hope that we're back in school with that one. Um, but again, it's, it's about thinking on my feet, I think. Um, and then with year nine, I do, it's probably one of my favorite topics actually that I teach at all. It's something called how to, and it's looking at the theater makers. And they explore all the different theater makers that they all learn about at GCSE. So for example, playwright, director, lighting designer, and then they will explore these. When we're in school, it'd be practically, we'd be in the theater, we'd be playing with lights, we'd be playing with sets, et cetera. But online, it's actually quite using quite a lot of videos of people that are in the industry and they talk openly about their experiences. Um, and then they will become one of those theater makers and they will either present their ideas to the class or if they choose to be a performer, they'll perform a monologue and that will be them just showing what they've learned and their ideas that they're coming up with to create a design for whatever element of that they choose. So you've got a lot going on, just a few bits of bobs to kind of keep you busy there. And it is true with kind of um, online and, and it not being the same and difficult to do group or collaborative work. And I think that is because it just stresses the importance of creating well, the safe space that is created through drama lessons or arts-based lessons because they can't be as open or as free as they, they, as they would be in the classroom as they are at school. Um, and that's quite difficult. Um, the final kind of question I want to ask you, though, is why are 
the arts important in your school or just generally do you think again a massive massive question but why are the arts important do you think um i mean we do have gcse cohort here and when i ask them to get involved with so we have performing arts leaders in the school and i say tell me why you chose drama why is it important to you and one of the things they always come back to me with is it's taught me confidence and Although on one hand, I, it's, I don't think you can just teach confidence. I think that comes within, a, within much more than just one specific thing. Um, I do think that that's something that is very true to our subject is, you know, you, you can have pupils that they, they won't even talk in a lesson. They refuse to participate. They are shy or embarrassed. And that's fine. I, I think that's absolutely fine. But for me personally, then as a teacher, if there are pupils like that that I see in class, they're the ones that I want to encourage to even just speak to other people, other you know people sat next to them, talk to me even one on one. And I think that is probably one of the most important things is giving them the confidence to know that it's okay to answer. And I, I do also believe that there's a lot of beauty in what we do in a lot of the time Maybe obviously when it comes to more of the GCSEA level stuff, this might not be so relevant, but it's more of an opinion based. And I think that's beautiful because it's, I can't say, no, you're wrong. Okay, tell me why you think that. What, what, why do you not like this play? Why do you think that was a lovely part of the play? And I do think, you know, having the confidence to believe in their own answers is something wonderful about ourselves. And... I said that was the final question, but I, I, I call it drama mode because I always, it's like drama time when I say something's going to be two minutes and it ends up being 20 minutes, but that's just me. Um, but do you do, or would you normally be working on school shows? Because this is one of the other questions that I was asking you on, on Twitter about what people are doing. I mean, we're meant to be having a school show uh, the week before February half term, but we're, we're not quite sure if that's going to happen or not. But for you in, in a normal given year, or perhaps you've already done it, would you have school productions or school shows or what have you worked on yeah so um in this school in particular so i've been in this one in five years so we've done little shop of horrors and muslim's night dream uh we were we were literally two weeks before opening night of school of rock and the school got shut down and that was march 2019 and we've not allowed to put on a production since um and yeah i i and I'm not ashamed to admit when I had to tell the children, right, we're pulling the plug on the show, I, I quite literally cried. I was absolutely gutted to be that close and yet that far. But no, we haven't been able, unfortunately, to do anything since. So what we've been doing instead is just getting pupils in during the ECA slot, just getting involved in playing with the lights in the theatre, writing some scripts um, with, you know, hopefully that becoming something we can show to parents, have as a show. But right now, with the restrictions, it's just not allowed in Abu Dhabi at all. And that's so tough because we're looking at about two years or a year and a bit, or, you know, since you've last had a show. And those students who were in it or had the leads are no longer in your, your school, I'm assuming. No, you're completely right. Um, some of them are now in university. Others, you know, this is going to be their last sort of hurrah, so to speak. So, yeah, and I do think, I, and I have to be honest, I think not having that big, you know, show and something that everyone looks towards, even the other pupils that aren't in it, love to come and watch it. I do think that's kind of had an effect on my intake at GCSE and a little bit of the enthusiasm in the lessons because 
you know, there's there's not that huge, oh, I get to show what I'm capable of anymore. It's like, oh, it's just another year. Um, and trying to be creative around that and trying to come up with ways to get those little performances in. I, you know, I've ended up having my hand in quite a few things to do in music because I personally have found that easier to get a child to play a piano rather than for a performance rather than getting them to do monologues because with group work, the rules here are you still have to wear a mask no matter what. So, you know, I, I'm not going to get children to do monologues whilst the others are walking into school in the morning because I don't think that would be comfortable for them. So, again, it's, it's, it is hard, but it's trying to find ways around that as well where we're trying to still get them to put on a performance, although it might not necessarily be drama. And I think this is just what makes drama teachers pretty awesome is that we're just very, very good at adapting. <laughs> I think that is must be in the job description somewhere for a drama teacher, right? Just to be adaptable. I, it should be if it isn't anyway. <laughs> uh, well, Daddy, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure talking to you. Um, thank you so much for your time and kind of tuning in and, and joining us and, and allowing me to reach out to you and kind of come on board. You've been absolutely amazing to speak to. Um, but where can our listeners kind of reach out to you? You mentioned you're on Twitter as an example there. Yep. So my Twitter handle is at Teach Drama Danny. Um, so, yeah, hopefully if anyone's got any answers to my question about group work online, that would be fantastic. But, yeah, thank you so much for having me today, James. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining and good luck. What is next to you now? What have you got for the rest of your day or are you done now? Uh, no, I'm just sat in an empty school because I came to school today because, like I said, I got a very young baby. So I've used this as an excuse to leave the house today. Um, and I'm just probably just going to potter around, make sure I've got my planning done for the rest of the week because this is the one day of the week where I don't teach in the afternoon. Oh, you can just breathe, which is always good. Well, thank you so much, Daddy. Uh, we've got another guest joining us very, very soon. Uh, coming up is Ryan coming up in about at five, ten minutes time. I'm just going to play the news for you in between that. But once again, thank you, Danny, and enjoy the rest of your day. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A variety of mitigations are in place in schools across the UK 
as fears of COVID remain high. In England, secondary pupils will have to wear face coverings in classrooms, as well as communal areas, but staff will not be expected to wear a mask while teaching. Education Secretary Nadim Sahawi is taking advice in case of mass staff absence. Schools in England are also required to keep hygiene and ventilation measures in place. In Wales, all staff and pupils have been expected to wear a mask indoors in secondary schools since the end of November. The start of the new term has also been delayed until the 10th of January to give schools time to prepare and secondary pupils will be expected to take a lateral flow test three times a week. The Welsh Government has also lowered the self-isolation period from 10 to 7 days if the person has a negative test on the seventh day. In Scotland, pupils and staff have been required to wear face coverings in secondary schools since the second lockdown. Staggered start times, one-way systems, restrictions on assemblies and twice-weekly testing are also present in schools in Scotland. People in Scotland must isolate for 10 days when they or someone in their household tests positive for COVID. In Northern Ireland, children must remain at home if they develop symptoms until they have a negative result. Pupils must also test twice a week. Staff and secondary school pupils must also wear a mask while on site. This has been your daily education news briefing with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Happy New Year! This is the first in a short series on the New Year's resolution a lot of us make and the effect tech can have on it. Can technology really help us get fit and healthy? According to the Fitness Industry Association, around 80% of people who sign up to a gym in January stop going in February. Can technology provide a free alternative? Now, before I start, I need to throw down a disclaimer here. I am assuming you already have a mobile device that is capable of running apps, therefore the cost of the device is written off, and I take no responsibility for any pain, both physical and or mental, that you will inflict on yourself. You are responsible for your own scaling and moderation. That being said, there are thousands of free fitness apps out there. The first barrier for teachers is time. School Week have reported one in four teachers working over 60 hours a week, so in a 12-hour day, where do you fit a workout in? If the gym's out of the question, what are the other alternatives that are time flexible? Let's start with some totally free options. YouTube is full of fitness videos and challenges from sit-ups and press-ups to squats and chin-ups. A more extreme example is Athlean X. This channel is dedicated to workouts with pro trainer Jeff Cavalier. Some claiming to make a difference in just seven minutes a day. This may seem crazy, but seven minutes is a lot more than nothing and adds up to more than three quarters of an hour per week. If you're more of a social media motivated person, how about one of the many fitness tracking apps for walking, running or cycling? Most have a free basic package and in-app purchases for additional features. If I use Strava as an example, a free basic package allows you to track your exercise, join friends, set challenges and meet people around the globe with similar interests. My only word of warning would be to ensure you consider your profile settings to keep yourself safe. Hiding the start and end of a walk, run or ride, for example, 
will stop your home being shown on a map. For most people pushed for time, this will be where you start and end your exercise. Also, if you exercise regularly at the same time, this could be showing the world where you're likely to be or when your house is empty. For those who want to start softly and just be a bit more active, a less intensive option may be having a step counting app. Again, there are lots of different apps out there. My example is Sweatcoin, a free app that allows you to earn Sweatcoins, a form of digital currency that can be traded in the Sweatcoin store for discount codes, vouchers, and even given to good causes. This is a simple app and can run in the background, so you don't even need to remember to switch it on. Finally, calorie counter apps are a great way to look at what is actually going on in your body in the first place. On apps like MyFitnessPal, you can log your weight, calorie consumption, calorie output, and also have the ability to sync this with other fitness apps, so you don't need to log your exercise twice. As long as you're honest and log all of those glasses of Prosecco, not just the first, you're rewarded with detailed feedback on not only your calorie intake and output, but where those calories came from. Whatever you choose to do for the new you in the new year, why not do a bit of looking around and see what you can pick up for free first? I'll leave you with one of my favourite sayings, anyone can do nothing. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday Morning Breakfast Show with me, James Clark, live from North London. It's the first show of 2022 and I'm very excited to be back. Very shortly, I'm going to be joined by the wonderful Ryan, who is Head of Performing Arts. And we're going to be having a little bit of a chit-chat about what he's got planned for this month. www.ttradio.org or you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Simply search Teachers Talk Radio. Thank you to everybody as well who's getting involved in the chat. Lots of you getting involved there. Olivia's saying thank you James and Danny. Great way to drive to work this morning. And you can of course like the show and share the show. Why not? I've got lots of amazing Twitter comments to read out as well, including a fantastic post which I'll read later on from Tracy. Looking at some of the work that and her students did, I always forget how quick that finishes. <laughs> it just on the end. Uh, we're going to be talking about that very soon and all the other amazing uh, posts and things that you've been sharing, such as at... Um, CNAJ Jackson saying, Christina Jackson saying, at the Blue School in Wales, we are working on Matilda for performances in mid-February. At Miss A.M. Griffiths saying, year seven are working on Camilla Delarte, year eight are working on Shakespeare, year nine are working on Artoad. Just going to take a breath. Year 10 are working on Frantic, year 11 on Scripted, year 12 on Reinterpretation, and then mainly looking forward to teaching Artoad as I love that style, uh, a whole kind of production of Joseph in February. I absolutely love Joseph. And one more for you now is at Ox Charlie saying in dance, uh, we are doing World War II with year seven, exploring the idea of evacuees 
and learning about young people's experience during the war. And I asked them what style they're going to be doing that in. They're going to be working with contemporary, really, but students working creatively from different stimuli. So it depends on their interests, experience and abilities, which is amazing. Um, I'm going to now, though, introduce and invite to join me uh, Ryan, uh, who is, and I'm just going to get this up so I get the correct wording there, who is a drama teacher and head of performing arts, uh, master's student studying the impact of heteronormative education settings on LGBT plus youth through drama as you do nice and simple so uh, welcome to the show uh, Ryan who's going to call in and don't forget if you want to you can get involved with the show by commenting below sharing your thoughts or on Twitter at CT Radio 2021 hashtag CT Radio or find my post and comment on the post again there Good morning, James. Yes, I can hear you. Good morning, morning. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Yeah, all good. Early. Getting, it's my first day back, so it's just kind of getting your head back into it. And I had that typical kind of not able to sleep, wake up early, kind of first day back at school situation. But what about you? Is it your first day back or...? Second day back for me. Um, I was in set yesterday uh, and today with the kids are back and uh, we've got lessons going. So I'm looking forward to it. And is it kind of straight back into it now all at once pretty much? Yeah, pretty much. Um, we have Year 11s doing their mocks at the moment, so they're off timetable. Um, but other than that, we've got all other uh, year groups in school today. So just a bit of a busy one for you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I have to apologise to everyone and say, uh, uh, say sorry that I was late. Um, if anyone knows me, I'm a perpetual late person. Um, I never seem <laughs> to, even though I always try to be on time, um, I seem to always be late. I got up at 5.30 this morning. And um, normally I only have to get up at 6.30. Um, so I'm, I was an hour early this morning and still somehow I was late. So I don't know how that happened. <laughs> no problem at all. You're here now and that's all that matters. So thank you yeah. very, very much. Um, but let's start with a little bit more about you. Uh, I kind of call this your life, life in brief. So kind of tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about your role, your journey into school, you know, what you do now, all of that. So over to you. Absolutely. So um, I'm actually Australian born and I came over uh, to the UK about five years ago to teach. Um, prior to that, I graduated uh, in two, 2012 uh, with a Bachelor of Theatre Studies and I just started to work in the theatre industry. I did some performances in rural Australia and then I found out that my passion was more in costume design and so I restudied in that and uh, did some shows in Australia in costume design, uh, being a costume designer. And then uh, teaching started to call me. Um, and so I went back to university, took a bit of a step of faith and jumped into it and uh, 
went to went back to university, did my teaching degree, and from there, I thought, oh, the UK sounds like an amazing place to go. So I decided to jump on a plane, uh, pack my bags up, and come over to the UK. And I started teaching in a little in a school in Luton, um, and uh, worked there for about three years, and then moved down to Essex and became the head of performing arts here at Cantor Kings Island High School and, um, and and I'm currently loving it. So you just kind of been here, there and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Jumped around all the places. <laughs> Anywhere um, that would so have me. As it, yeah, exactly. Stay where you can. Uh, so yeah. it's Wednesday morning. Uh, the question I ask everybody is dream breakfast. What would it be for you? Oh, I love breakfast. I absolutely, it's my favourite <laughs> meal of the day. And I love, um, I'm not sure if you have it here um, in the UK and I don't want to start a war uh, between the Australians and the UK, <laughs> but we have uh, something called Tiger Toast. So it's just toast with Vegemite and then strips of cheese on it. And it is my favourite oh. nostalgic breakfast. To be fair, I love, well, so I, know, I think we have Marmite, which is basically kind of the same thing. Or I no, the same that's thing. not the same. <laughs> that's the war. That's the war. Yeah. Don't start something, James. <laughs> oh, I think it's, to be fair, I have had Vegemite and I, I don't think it's as good. I think it's oh, is better. Uh, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, okay, but we'll go with it. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on quickly just in case. Uh, but the start of term then, how are you feeling about kind of being back? You've obviously said that you're just kind of starting fully today with students in. Um, how are you feeling about kind of being back and everything right now? Yeah, um, I, it's, a, it's a very odd one this, this time around. A lot of us thought that we were going to uh, be locked down. Um, and so we're almost kind of half preparing for that, half preparing for in live teaching um, as well. And um, there's, there's a very interesting mood around. around. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are off, who are off sick, then there's a lot of people who are quite nervous to be back as well, um, not wanting to get sick, not wanting um, their family members to get sick. Um, and, and for me personally, as, as a one-man one drama show, um, while I had my other performing arts teachers as well, um, it's, quite, it's quite an odd one. I, I really don't know how to approach it. Um, I'm a bit conf confused about whether you know, we should go back to practical or whether we should go back to classroom, classroom-based schemes. Um, and so that's something that I'm kind of navigating at the moment to think about what's best for our kids. And I think I'm going to be led mostly by them and their, how they're feeling about coming back to school. So that's why I'm excited to um, see them today and see how they're feeling about school and work out from there where we can go with our, our, our schemes. Um, you know, in the, in the past couple of post-lockdown kind of situations, kids have come back and they've been really, really nervous about taking off the mask, about um, interacting with each other in the drama classroom space. Um, and they are very hypersensitive to, um, to COVID and, and everything that's 
kind of comes along with that as well. So uh, it's quite an odd one, this one, this time around, James. And I think that's, you know, the difficulty with all of this is because everybody's doing something different. So I know some drama teachers or performance arts teachers will, will be back and they're back doing practical. I mean, we, we've always done practical the whole way through, but then I know for others in certain schools, they've been really restricted and, you know, they've had to go to tables and desks and they haven't been allowed to move around or have masks have always got to be on. And I think that's the issue is everybody is kind of left to their own devices in lots of ways. You know, the guidance mm. isn't always very clear. So you kind of have to do whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever your, your students feel um, comfortable with. But what are mm. your plans in terms of your units and, and topics that you're going to be working with uh, this term? Yeah, absolutely. So we look at... Uh we look at three different uh, schemes this term uh, for Year 7, Year 8 and Year 9. Year 7, we're doing African Myths and Legends, uh, which is a scripted unit of work. Um, and we get the students to uh, explore some of the um, early writings in Africa. And Year 8, we are doing a Battle of the Bands unit where they are able to create pieces of uh, mu music based on the song Seven, Seven Nation Army. Um, and so they come up right. with their, their own little uh, bands. Someone plays a guitar, someone's singing, someone's keyboard, um, and they're all uh, having a great time with their little bands. Um, and then the third, the third way, Year 9, we are doing... Um, DNA. We're doing a designing DNA this time. Um, we're looking at costume design, lighting design, sound design, set design, and how that um, can be portrayed through the play DNA. And I'm really interested about this. The Tell me more about the Year 7 one in particular, this, this kind of African writings. How's that kind of mm. formed and, and what actually did you do with that? Because I've, I've not heard of that one or... or see much and are kind of going through later on. I'll talk more about those, about what other schools are doing and places, but that seems quite unique in uh, what you're doing there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So this kind of was, well, this was birthed from uh, when I taught in Luton. We had a, oh, we had a high population of, of uh, Afri uh, Caribbean students within our, within our school. Um, and what we found was we were just, we were teaching the classics. Uh, so we but the classics in the sense of the European classics. So we would look mm. at Shakespeare. Um, and I thought there was so, there's so much more amazing classical work out there from a range of different other countries. And so we wanted to, we wanted to explore that a little bit more. Um, so we had a look at what kind of plays were out there and we found some uh, different ones like uh, Tio Tio or... Um, the, oh, I'm just trying to pull it up now, uh, the cat who came indoors from a range of different um, countries within Africa. And what we, what we kind of do is we approach it by looking at what Africa, uh, where Africa is first and what happens in Africa. And then we use rehearsal techniques from African theatre to uh, develop their script, uh, their scripted piece. Um, so each, less, each lesson we might look at a new technique. We, might, we start off with um, some quite simple ones. This is our first kind of foray into performance for Year 7. 
Um, so we look at things like Tableau and Soundscape and we might look at some narration or choreographed dance and we look at how that can be implemented into a script and they develop it, develop it week by week. So each week they'll look at a new rehearsal technique um, based on African theatre and build their script from there. Which, and I, is this uh, one you've done for a little, little while now at the school you've been at? Yeah, so I've done it. I've done it once before, and we've made some additions post. And um, we thought it was a little bit tokenistic the first time that we did it. I think it's, it's quite a, a fine line that you need to ensure that you're um, you're treading on. You don't want it to be tokenistic, but and you want it to be as authentic as possible. Um, so we needed to make some additions last time. And we're going to give it another go this time around and see how uh, kids down here in Essex um, approach it um, as well. Amazing. And this is possibly one of the most difficult questions, particularly for our subject, I think. But, you know, what mm. are the main things you love about your subject? I asked that earlier on um, to, to Danny and and then I know Tracy put some ideas in the chat there as well but what for you are the things that you love about your subject you know why do you do it mm, mm. uh it's this is a re really interesting question because I think there's so many uh great answers that we could have um I think a lot of time and I know this is a little bit controversial as drama teachers we could say you know it's things like teamwork or it's things like um creativity and thinking outside of the box and absolutely our subject does that but I think um, you know if, if we're critical on it uh, some other subjects do that as well and so one of the things for me when it comes down to it is is empathy um, I think within our school uh, oh sorry within the curriculum uh, our subject offers empathy in a way that students can stand in other people's shoes for just a moment within a within a lesson and understand a little bit more about someone else's walk in life um, and I really don't I don't believe that that happens as well in any other subject and I know that's quite controversial and I'm happy for anyone to um, tell me I'm wrong but I really I really truly believe that when it comes down to it our subject um, helps students to understand more about the lives of others and how they can be kinder and uh, more socially aware and, and emotionally intelligent. So true and, and so well put. So, so thank you for that. Um, you've given lots of amazing reasons there and you've talked through kind of your plans for the term as well. But, you know, what is one of your favourite topics or units that you teach or, or have taught, perhaps you're not teaching it now, but what are one of your favourite units that you absolutely love doing across any year group? Mm. Uh, I, we used to teach a unit called uh, Fame and it looked at what it really meant to be famous. Um, a lot of people coming into drama in our school Wanted to be wanted to be famous, and that's why they picked mm. drama. They they wanted to. I'm be still famous. waiting. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They wanted to be a, they wanted to be a celebrity, and so mm. we looked at what does that what does that actually mean? What does being a celebrity mean? What does being famous mean? Why is that important in our lives? 
And we really got to uh, the bare bones of it, what, you know, what famous looked like to them. And a lot of the kids came away from it thinking, you know what, actually I don't want to be famous, I just want to be a good human being. And um, it was the most impactful scheme of learning I've ever taught and I don't know why I haven't taught it since and I definitely should look back at that now that we're talking about it. But um, it was just an amazing scheme um, for the students to kind of realise that, you know, it was, it, the world isn't, doesn't revolve around themselves, basically. And what did you kind of do as, as part of that scheme? What, what kind of some of the lessons or bits and bobs or activities you do? Mm, so, we, so we looked at uh, the reality of what being famous might look like for some people and we, we looked at the impact of, you know, um, of drugs and alcohol and, 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 you know, that rock and roll kind of lifestyle and we looked at, on the flip side as well, we looked at um, uh, famous people who were doing really good sem seminal works as well, you know, that were doing um, amazing things within the, within the community and within the world. And we looked at everyday people as well who were also doing those same things. And we challenged their kind of perception of that, you know, you need to be famous to be able to do these things. Uh, we looked at um, uh, why, um, you know, how, how being famous can kind of lead you down the wrong path. Yeah, just a range of different things like that. It's been such a long time, James. Um, you've really put me in the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm good at. No, no, I think it just sounds really, really interesting. And I think that's absolutely, and I think, like you say there, just kind of challenging. And I think, you know, this is what makes drama amazing because we have the flexibility and freedom, as in lots of other art subjects generally, to be a little bit more flexible with what we teach and the conversations that we have. So that's a, a really great example there of you doing that, I guess. Um, mm. and kind of challenging views and challenging thoughts, but in a creative way. Um, mm. How has kind of lockdown and COVID generally impact kind of your subject and your lessons? We talked a little bit about the joys of trying to do drama online, which I don't know how mm. you found it, but it is not the easiest thing in the world, I don't think. No, absolutely not. And I think it was a lot easier, the kind of the first lockdown, mm. um, because there seemed like this more collective, uh, we're all in this together, theatres were producing a lot of stuff online. Um, yeah. We were able to access a lot more um, resources. And then uh, as it's kind of gone on, that kind of stuff has waned a little bit. I don't want to say that um, it completely has. Um but it's been a really interesting journey, journey for us and I think one of the biggest things and something that we're going to really uh, suffer from within, you know, the next, the next years um, is that uh, is, is the mental health of our students. Um, our kids in drama, are, well, especially at my school, are just not confident at all. They've been sitting behind that little black screen um, and not have to say anything or, um, or, or, or do anything in some aspects. Um, and they've retreated into themselves. Um, so just bringing them out of their shell has been quite a lengthy task. And we've also seen a huge impact as well in um, our extracurricular activities 
Uh, so students aren't as willing as they used to be to to attend those clubs. And I think they're so important um, for their holistic development. Um, and and they're not they're not attending them. I, you know whether it be because they don't see the necessity in them anymore. They didn't have them over lockdown, so they don't need them now. You know, some of our Year 7 students, they, they didn't have them at all. Uh, this is, you know, the first time that they may have had them. Um, and, yeah, they're not attending those clubs. And, and you know, those, those clubs have such an important... Um, important weight on their on their mental health their belonging their sense of self and and they're not picking up those opportunities um, specifically in our school so those are kind of the big barriers at the moment for me um, here at my school and I think it's going to take a while for us to kind of come back from from lockdown and kind of moving forward and getting back to normal. And that's so hard. I mean, what even is normal genuinely, but it's so hard to go back to how things were and maybe they never will, particularly with the inconsistency that's kind of happening. Um, one final question for you, because I'm, I'm aware you've got to go very shortly, but one final question for you, because um, mm-hmm. I always think I'm, ironically, a really bad drama teacher in the terms that I always forget to read new things, watch new mm-hmm. things. I kind of get mm-hmm. carried away with it. I buy the books and then forget but are there, during lockdown particularly, I, I brought so many new things. I did re- actually get around to reading some. But mm. what are some of your favourite playwrights or plays that you use in your schemes or genuinely that you've watched? We talked a little bit about some online ones previously. But are there any kind of go-tos that you use or any new ones that you're like, oh, actually, I really like this person's writing or this play or this online play? Mm. Yeah. Oh, there were, there were um, especially during lockdown, there were so many great CPD sessions on yeah. playwriting and um, on plays themselves, you know, just little play book club kind of things. Um, and and the, one that, um, the one that always stands out to me and is my favourite since I, I w- was in school myself was Thornton Wilder's Our Town. Um, I just, I just love the simplicity of it, you know, it, an everyday life of a, a young, a young boy and a young girl, and um, that us travelling through their life. Nothing specifically um, fascinating or exciting happened to them, uh, but they moved through their life as we all do, and towards the end, towards the end of the, their lives. Uh, realize that you know maybe they didn't spend enough time to stop and smell the roses and I think it's just such a a timely message for all of us that that we need to we need to slow down we need to take those um extra special moments and just relish in them um but yeah that I think that's my absolute favorite play um and then just defer diversifying as well um within lockdown it was such an amazing opportunity for us all to reflect on what kind of plays we were um looking at and where we should be now and um you know i think things like cutting it um or the refugee boy um and it's definitely something that i'm looking at how i can implement those uh within my schemes of learning this uh this year and and moving forward as well 
And so true, I think just that idea to be able to reflect and have that time to reflect, which we never normally do on a kind of every, any other given year is, is really important. Mm, and thank absolutely. you so much um, for your time today and joining. Um, where can people kind of reach out to you to kind of contact you or to find out more about any of the things we've discussed today on Twitter? Yeah, no worries. Um, so my my Twitter is teaching life, but with a Y. So L Y F E. So if anyone wants to um, come and have a chat with me, feel free. I'd love to have a chat with you. And thank you so much. What's the plans now for the rest of your day? Where are you off to next? Well, next I have a staff briefing at quarter past. So I'm going to run to that. Um, and then I am teaching for the day. So I just want to thank you so much, James, for having me. And I really appreciate your time as well and the advocacy that you're doing, um, not only for our subject of drama, but also for um, teaching in general. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, good luck with the rest of your day. Enjoy. Thank you. You too. So you can go and tune into all of them. Um, and it's been fantastic to be back on the air once again uh, here every Wednesday. So if you want to be a guest on the show or you've got something that you want to share, um, just get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me personally at J-A-M-C-L-A-R 96 on Twitter. Or you can reach out to Teach Talk Radio and join any of the shows. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget, I'm here as well every Wednesday morning. So feel free to tune in. Or, of course, uh, you can listen back, as I've mentioned before, on ttradio.org. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those wonderful places. But let's now look at some of the tweets you've been bringing in as we've been on the air. And also ones that you gave previously as well, yesterday and the day before on Twitter. I'm going to start, though, with this amazing post from Tracy. Uh, and... This was what Tracy was referring to earlier on in the show when we were talking about uh, status quo and challenging the status quo uh, and enabling students to explore and think and be creative. Uh, and Tracy posted this, which was looking through a student's essay and this line has hit me like a ton of bricks. We can also look at how corrupt and selfish the government is and how they can decide to change and do anything they want in seconds. However, when it comes down to these topics, slavery, parental abuse, colorism, inequality, domestic violence, racism, and sexism, they choose to stall and to pass it on until people forget. This is the power of teaching, enabling a young man to have a voice and so eloquently word it and then use it, that power in your drama performance. So, so proud. And um, as you should be, Tracy, that's, that's an amazing, uh, amazing, what's the word, amazing, Amazing space, amazing 
opportunity, amazing everything that you've created there for that young person to, to be able to voice their views. And it goes back to what we've said about the amazing thing about drama and any arts-based subject is just how awesome is it that we can have a space and an opportunity in essays, in work, in creation for young people to voice these views. But these are some of the other amazing things uh, that everybody is getting up to across the UK with their wonderful schemes of learning. Uh, this is at Drama Teacher One saying, I am really looking forward to our new year eight scheme. We want to make our curriculum more diverse and use some really contemporary plays. I think our year eights are going to love some of the plays we've chosen. I'm hoping they'll see how empowering making theatre can be. I love that. I want to keep updated with that. So thank you, Miss Whip at Drama Teacher One. Um, also talking about what they're doing across the other year groups, year nine, it's looking at a doll's house and year 10 is looking at their component one for Educast and then year 11 are looking at their component three. Um, at C-H-S-D-R-A-M, DRAM, at Croydon High School, High School for Drama are looking at their year 10. They're working with Shakespeare School Festival, as lots of people are uh, this term, and they're looking at doing a whole school production of Calamity Jane. Year seven, this is from at uh, Lefty Lloyd, uh, Sharon, who is a lead practitioner and drama teacher. And they said, year seven continues to work in a stylized scheme of learning based on Macbeth. They can't wait for their next big battle as they get swords, which I think is awesome, but also petrifying. I don't think I would ever uh, let my students lose with swords in the class, but there we go. Uh, year eight are right at the end of Darkwood Manor, exploring atmosphere, narration, and physical theatre. And year nine are working on a TIE piece based on World War One, and they're doing Greece as their school show. Um, at Miss B underscore Brown, uh, my pupils perform in the Shakespeare School Festival on the 17th of Jan. Um, hope they've learnt their lines. I don't. I, do you know what's the bane of my life all the time? Getting kids to learn the line. Um, hopefully you've learned the lines. And then we're doing seven with year seven, Terrible Fate. Year eight is TIE, nine, San Flasky, and 10 and 11 continue their BTEC performing arts. Looking forward to C2 with year 10 the most. They are also hoping, because I said, fingers crossed, I said, are they doing it at a local theatre or in the hall? It is one of the local theatres. So hopefully COVID backs off until then. So wishing you all the best uh, to your students and the performance. And hopefully it can happen in that local theatre for you, Miss B underscore drama. Uh, at Miss Griff Music, Mrs. Miss Griffs said, we're hoping to do Joseph in March. Not entirely convinced it will go ahead in a normal way at the moment. Um, at Miss A.M. Griffs commenting there saying, we are doing Joseph in February if COVID allows us. I hope you are having as much fun as we are in rehearsals. Fantastic show, really do love that one. And then we've got at Mr. L. Skill said, uh, working on two productions this term, uh, Legally Blonde and Cinderella. For our secondary year groups, year seven are doing scripted work, Terrible Fate of Humpty Dumpty. Uh, yeah, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> year eight are doing a live review, appreciation and production notes, elements for newsies. Year nine are looking at improv and theatre practitioners. Year 10 monologues and year 11 doing C3 of AQA. At Mr. Daniel Ronnie saying, really looking forward to getting into Women in Black with my year 10s, ready for their module one BTEC assessment. And uh, we've got one here as well from 
at Z Bridal said year seven, Darkwood Manor, year eight, West Side Story, year nine, Surrealism, year 10, uh, Berkhoff Script Performance of Metamorphosis, again, drama classic, and year 11, uh, Fathers Like Doves We Rise set for their written exam. Uh, at Drama Teacher 1 as well, doing school show with Matilda, Year 7, Greek Theatre, Year 8, Playwriting Unit, where they look at uh, an extract from a different play each week as inspiration. So much happening. So many uh, amazing schemes of learning happening. Learning? <laughs> learning happening all over. And before we come to the end of the show, which I can't believe we're already there, um, and I summarise everything we've looked at today, I'm going to play for you one more time your news update for today, and then we'll have a bit of a, a roundup of the amazing conversations and thoughts that we've had today in the Wednesday morning breakfast show. It is now 8.20, it's the 5th of January, and here is your news update. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A variety of mitigations are in place in schools across the UK as fears of COVID remain high. In England, secondary pupils will have to wear face coverings in classrooms as well as communal areas, but staff will not be expected to wear a mask while teaching. Education Secretary Nadim Sahawi is taking advice in case of mass staff absence. Schools in England are also required to keep hygiene and ventilation measures in place. In Wales, all staff and pupils have been expected to wear a mask indoors in secondary schools since the end of November. The start of the new term has also been delayed until the 10th of January to give schools time to prepare and secondary pupils will be expected to take a lateral flow test three times a week. The Welsh Government has also lowered the self-isolation period from 10 to 7 days if the person has a negative test on the 7th day. In Scotland, pupils and staff have been required to wear face coverings in secondary schools since the second lockdown. Staggered start times, one-way systems, restrictions on assemblies and twice-weekly testing are also present in schools in Scotland. People in Scotland must isolate for 10 days 
when they or someone in their household tests positive for COVID. In Northern Ireland, children must remain at home if they develop symptoms until they have a negative result. Pupils must also test twice a week. Staff and secondary school pupils must also wear a mask while on site. This has been your daily education news briefing with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Happy New Year! This is the first in a short series on the New Year's resolution a lot of us make and the effect tech can have on it. Can technology really help us get fit and healthy? According to the Fitness Industry Association, around 80% of people who sign up to a gym in January stop going in February. Can technology provide a free alternative? Now before I start I need to throw down a disclaimer here. I am assuming you already have a mobile device that is capable of running apps, therefore the cost of the device is written off, and I take no responsibility for any pain, both physical and or mental that you will inflict on yourself. You are responsible for your own scaling and moderation. That being said, there are thousands of free fitness apps out there. The first barrier for teachers is time. School Week have reported one in four teachers working over 60 hours a week, so in a 12-hour day, where do you fit a workout in? If the gym's out of the question, what are the other alternatives that are time flexible? Let's start with some totally free options. YouTube is full of fitness videos and challenges from sit-ups and press-ups to squats and chin-ups. A more extreme example is Athlean X. This channel is dedicated to workouts with pro trainer Jeff Cavalier some claiming to make a difference in just seven minutes a day. This may seem crazy, but seven minutes is a lot more than nothing and adds up to more than three quarters of an hour per week. If you're more of a social media motivated person, how about one of the many fitness tracking apps for walking, running or cycling? Most have a free basic package and in-app purchases for additional features. If I use Strava as an example, a free basic package allows you to track your exercise, join friends, set challenges and meet people around the globe with similar interests. My only word of warning would be to ensure you consider your profile settings to keep yourself safe. Hiding the start and end of a walk, run or ride, for example, will stop your home being shown on a map. For most people pushed for time, this will be where you start and end your exercise. Also, if you exercise regularly at the same time, this could be showing the world where you're likely to be or when your house is empty. For those who want to start softly and just be a bit more active, a less intensive option may be having a step counting app. Again, there are lots of different apps out there. My example is Sweatcoin, a free app that allows you to earn Sweatcoins, a form of digital currency that can be traded in the Sweatcoin store for discount codes, vouchers, and even given to good causes. This is a simple app and can run in the background, so you don't even need to remember to switch it on. Finally, calorie counter apps are a great way to look at what is actually going on in your body in the first place. On apps like MyFitnessPal, you can log your weight, calorie consumption, calorie output, and also have the ability to sync this with other fitness apps, so you don't need to log your exercise twice. As long as you're honest and log all of those glasses of Prosecco, not just the first, you're rewarded with detailed feedback on not only your calorie intake and output, but where those calories came from. Whatever you choose to do for the new you in the new year, why not do a bit of looking around and see what you can pick up for free first? I'll leave you with one of my favourite sayings, anyone can do nothing. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Well, there we go. We are here towards the end of the show already. What a show it's been. We've had some absolutely fantastic guests on the show, so thank you so much to both Danny and Ryan. 
man if you have just joined in and thinking, oh my goodness, I want to listen back or I want to re-listen to it. Well, you absolutely can. Go on to ttradio.org or look on Spotify or indeed also Apple Podcasts. Just search Teacher Talk Radio. We've had a fantastic uh, tweet just coming in as well from at Shaz Drama, who I know has been listening the whole show. He said, at Jazz Great show this morning. Big shout out to my friend at Teaching Life. What a gorgeous voice for radio. Pleasure to listen to you on my drive in this morning. And don't forget, I'm here every Wednesday, UK time, 7 a.m. until 8 30. There are lots of other shows happening today as well, so do make sure you got the drive home the late show the late late show all of the above have a look at those and make sure you tune in for them but fantastic to have a wonderful show today and we have talked about so many different ideas for schemes of learning work ideas online ideas and everything in between um I love this idea that Ryan talked about when he talked about the the African um, storage unit that they do. I think that's a really great idea. We've also heard a lot from Danny, who's going back online um, and the work they've done there and kind of what Danny loved and what I love particularly about online sharing that happened both during lockdown and it has continued to happen. You know, lots of amazing support networks out there. So even as small departments of one or two, we can still have a massive department of 1,000, 500, 600, et cetera, et cetera. So really do reach out. And uh, they've both given their Twitters there as an example, but there are also lots of other amazing supportive drama teachers and arts-based teachers out there that you can reach out to. As I say, though, if you want to get involved in the show or you'd like to be a guest, please just get in touch with myself directly at jamclar 96 or indeed reach out to at TT Radio 2022 where we would happily love to welcome you onto the show. It is now, though, 8.30 UK time on the 5th of January 2022. We're coming to the end now. All that's left for me to say is have a wonderful rest of the day, whatever it is you are getting up to, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and I really hope you'll join us again for the Wednesday morning breakfast show on Teachers Talk radio have a great rest of the day have a great week and hopefully see you very soon you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org we look forward to hearing from you next time on teachers talk radio